Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Meadow, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. everyone. Well, we have arrived at episode 100 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. So bring out the cake. Let the celebration begin. We are excited. We are excited. Oh, Oh, well, you know, it's good to have fun every now and again, brother. You know, every now and again. And uh, anyway, as you listen to the podcast today and also uh, live on Facebook, uh, get your friends out there. You can't there make to any listen. mistakes today, Trey. This is live. I, I've already blown got, it. I've well, already messed that up. There's no so. starting over. It's it's live, so make it good. Yeah, I'm doing my best. It. But uh, they can invite their friends to come and listen, and they can share the Facebook podcast as well. As, yep. You know, on Facebook. So uh, get out there as uh, we try to help people understand biblical principles and help make a difference in their lives. So that's what our goal is. So we've been doing that for a hundred episodes, and we started on, by the way, July the seventeenth. Yeah. of 2019 so and it's really hard for me to focus right now why is that uh, for a couple of reasons one our wives are here which makes it a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> that's right we'll talk about that in a minute but but the bigger reason is there's a cake in front of us yeah right? there is a cake right here we want to we want to do some cutting so go ahead and start cutting Oh, really? Yes. There's a knife and everything. There's, there's Kelly, you do the honors. You. So this you is the this is the requested the homemade caramel cake. Made by our own Kelly Rhodes. <laughs> First time you ever made it, right? This is the, yes. the well, well, yeah, second but time because you did a trial run and then you did the real thing. That's so, right, something so, like that. So, how you feel about it, Kelly? I know you're cutting. You, you well, okay? I'm hoping it's palatable. All right, okay, keep on see. cutting. Keep on cutting. We will see. We're on. We're on air. All right, there you go. It looks wonderful. It looks just so so. Caramel cake, Trey. What, what's your favorite cake? My favorite's coconut cake. Okay, favorite's coconut. My, yeah. Mine is caramel. We had this the sweet lady in our last church who made the most wonderful caramel cake, and so this is actually her recipe. This is her recipe. Okay, recipe. we were wondering where it came from. Down, man. It was Not she. Me. She'll make it for me. And the, the, my favorite part is the icing. Right, the icing's the best. Well, that makes you know, that's what makes it. So, so when we lived in uh, North Augusta, she would make me this cake on my birthday or whatever the case may be, and she would. Send me the cake with an extra tub of icing, just so I can eat the icing by a spoonful. It, it was really good. It was really good. So, Kelly, this is the trial. All right, let's try it. Oh, I can get. Hey, look careful. at that icing. Okay, what do you think? Oh, wait, 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 it's all falling apart on me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What's it taste like? Here. Tastes good. Good. I gotta try it. It's wonderful. wonderful. Let me have a fork. Oh, yeah, you need one of those. All right, let's give it, give it a shot here. All right, we actually have to do an episode, so Trey, yeah. hurry it up, man. I am. Eat, I am. It, eat it fast. Don't choke on it, though. Mm, that it's is not delicious. Bad, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Not bad. <laughs> I recommend it. It, it passed a test. It, it is good. Test. I will eat job. it. Yeah, we'll I will eat it. it later. All right. Mm. So thank you. If you're watching us online, thank you. If you're watching us, we don't usually do this on Facebook. Oh, every now and then we will. But but the primary way you can listen to this podcast is through your favorite podcast service mm-hmm. provider, whether that is the uh, Apple podcast provider or Overcast or uh, Spotify, whatever you use, that's where you can find us. So go back. If you haven't listened to one of our episodes before, we've got a 
hundred of them. Mm. <laughs> so that's go back and listen to a hundred episodes. Yeah. That's a lot of your that's voice. A lot. That's a lot of talking. That's the, Think about it. That's 50 hours. At least 50 hours. Cause usually wow. about 30 minutes, yeah. 50 hours of talking. And, job, and when we started this, when we started this two years ago, mm-hmm. July 17th, July 17th, mm-hmm. 2000, what? 2019. 2019. Mm-hmm. July 17th, 2019. The reason why we started it is because we wanted to give people just some practical, encouraging, uplifting content every week. Mm-hmm. We, we're pretty deep in the Bible here every week at Northwood, whether it's in Life Connection Group, Sunday morning sermons, mm-hmm. or the case may be. And we try to get deep in the Bible on our podcast as well. But we really try to lean more on the application side and just real practical, down-to-earth, encouraging, hopeful um, because I'm on the podcast, mm. humorous, right? Because you're on the podcast, the golden voice. Yeah. <laughs> right. He does have a, yeah. Well, and then the, but what, what the whole goal was always to, to supplement what we're doing yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on the Sunday mornings. And, uh, I, I think we've done a great job and, and actually they, they, they can stand alone, which right, has really been right. good. So if someone was not able to hear the message, it wasn't like, well, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, they could come in and really get some so application back, to it. You can listen. You can kind of see the topics mm-hmm. as you scroll down through the, mm-hmm. your podcast mm-hmm. provider of what the different episodes we did. And if there's one that strikes, I need to listen to that. That sounds like something that would help me. I have to, to say listen. something. All right, yeah, go sure. ahead. Kelly that is one of our biggest fans, by the way. I, You've listened I am to every single episode. Yes, Stacy has listened to most of them. Have you listened to all of them? I think so. Okay. She's listened to all 100. We're a team. <laughs> okay. Bless your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bless your heart, sister. <laughs> I know. Well, St- Stacey doesn't have to it. commute, so she has to find the time to listen because well, she doesn't commute to work so and listen all my, Most of my listening time would be in the morning as I'm getting ready for school. Oh. Um, I would, it was an encouragement to me right. and got my brain thinking in the right direction for the day. And sometimes I would even go back and listen to it more than once, especially when it had to do with what I'm teaching in like connection right, group. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was very, um, entertaining at times. There we, we try mm-hmm. to entertain. Yes, we and, do. And, um, very informational. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So all mm-hmm. the, put those two things together. That's a win-win. There we go. There we go. So for that's those of you who have not that. heard all 100 episodes, you need to listen. And today's Amen. the day to start. Go, if you have never heard one of our episodes. Start with number, start number one, one. And go which all by the way to. I have number one right the, here. The notes, it was on the one. book of Acts. It was. It was because we were starting a series on mm-hmm. the book of Acts. That's right. When we started this back in July of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hard to believe. Two years. That's a lot of, that's a lot of talking. Yep. But you've done a good job, Trey. I'm proud of you. Me? You're the one that's put it together, well, brother. You've, you've done, done a job. fantastic job. And, and, and your rapport. And over lovely. the last two years, mm-hmm. we've, we've made a lot of jokes about your age. <laughs> We have. Yeah, sometimes too. Over the last two years, I have actually taken on the moniker as Pastor Pops. I wasn't originally, but now it's become part of it. So, you know, I've I've learned to live with that. Term of endearment. A term of endearment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And Stacy is always worried that Tommy's making too much fun of me. You you, you joke too much about his age. I'm like, well, he's old. He can't help it. It's part of getting. Hey, I had I had the opportunity. I had the opportunity to not get any older. When I was 43. And we're glad right. you are every so, day getting exactly. older and older. So we are very happy to be with you. If you want to hear that story, that's one of our episodes. Yeah, as that well. is an episode. Yeah. That's, that's right. one to listen, listen to. One. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so we're here today and we thought it would be fun on this 100th episode to have our wives, mm-hmm. not just so they could share the cake with us, but that was important. We're going to hopefully eat the whole cake by the time the day's over with. <laughs> but but we wanted them on the podcast because a few weeks ago, Trey, we talked about just what it's like to be a pastor and mm-hmm. just kind of helping people understand that, you know, there's some uniqueness to our uh, our job as pastors and just kind of helping people to see behind the curtains, if you will, what, what a life of a pastor is like. And so we thought today on our 100th episode, it'd be really cool 
to flip the script a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about flip what's it. unique. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's unique about being a pastor's <laughs> wife? And so we have two pastor's wives here today that have a that happen to be related to us, my s- wife and your wife. So you have been a pastor's wife for all thirteen years of our thirteen marriage. years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have multiple years of, uh, so you've been a pastor's wife for as long as I've been a pastor. So. That's true. What is that? Yeah. How many years is that? Just a few, 25, I don't know. 20 something. Like so a couple of things before we dive into the things we're going to talk about today. A couple of things. One, we've got great pastor's wives. Don't Amen we? to that. So I think Amen. about my wife and your wife and what I appreciate about both of our wives is, uh, is they exude grace and wisdom, and, and that's a good thing, right? <laughs> and they definitely look better than we do, so that helps a lot. <laughs> that right? helps a whole lot. Um, but, but, um, I mean, grace so, yeah. so I'm thankful for <laughs> the women that God has given us, and you guys need to pay attention. Okay, sorry, so sorry, we were, we're live. We can't start we this were over. Encouraging one no, okay. <laughs> and and also think about um, when we talk about just like we talked about being a pastor, mm-hmm. it's it's unique. But it every is. job's unique. Right. If you're if you're a school teacher, that, and which you are, Kelly, mm-hmm. that's a unique job that comes with unique challenges. Uh, so it's unique. Right. Uh, being a pastor's wife is unique. Mm-hmm. But you think about it. I mean, there, there are some unique challenges that a pastor's wife faces because of the nature of ministry. Uh, but I know that my wife and your wife are probably thankful that uh, at this point in our lives. Right. Um, you know. Uh, they don't have husbands, for example, who are in the armed services, mm-hmm. who are just waiting for phone calls for their husbands to be deployed yes. to be gone for months on end, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have husbands who are uh, police officers or first responders who could get called out at any time. Or, you know, for a police officer in particular, or any first responder, I guess, you know, just the reality is as every day they leave to go to work, they might not come they back. Might not come back yeah. you know? So we know that in our church and for those listening to this podcast, there are wives who have husbands in those kinds of occupations. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about being a pastor, we talk about it, it, it's a hard job, um, but, but, but I hesitate to say that it's the hardest job in the world because oh, you know, yeah. there's lots of jobs that are hard and challenging and difficult. Uh, and I would say for a pastor's wife, it's a hard job. Mm-hmm. But we also recognize that there are many women married to husbands who have very hard jobs. I and mean, there are many women mm-hmm. who have hard jobs. There are many mm-hmm. women who serve as police officers mm-hmm. or in the military right. and, and face those challenges. So, so, but, but we did just want to talk about the uniqueness of it because there are some unique things, just like in the job that you might have mm-hmm. if you're listening today, that uh, d- there's just some uniqueness about being a pastor's wife that I thought would be interesting for us to kind of talk about today. So today we're going to talk about five truths about being a pastor's wife. Is that what we're looking and at? And I hope, yes, yes. And I hope that as they're talking about these things, <laughs> that they would say the same thing that, you and I say about our job, that our job is the hard, is a hard job, just like mm-hmm. many jobs are hard jobs. But I believe, I'm convinced because I get to do it every day, that this is the best job in the world. Amen. It's rewarding. And I hope that these wives, we'll see what they say. Yeah, we will find I out. I hope they say that their job <laughs> is the best job in the world, getting to be a pastor's wife and serving the church in a unique role. Mm-hmm. And they don't get paid for it. <laughs> That's right. They well, do get paid in the blessings of, of yes, God and, 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 and the, people. Of the people, and people, right? But they're, it's, it's they're, it's, they're, um, gifts are, you know, coming eternity. Yeah, so. Because the reality right. is when a church calls a pastor, he is calling a pastor's family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That, that, that wife shares in the ministry alongside a pastor. Um, she might not be up on the stage. Uh, she might not be very visible a lot of times, but she, she is supporting her husband in this unique calling that God's placed on his life. It's, it's, it's interesting. So let's talk about it. All right. You, you guys ready? Ready. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Do it well. Okay. Well, All right. your prayer has been that, but my prayer has been that we won't be too embarrassed today. You and I. <laughs> oh. So they get we'll the, they get, they get the, they get the, <laughs> <laughs> the underground stories. So, we'll see what happens. all right. Number one is we are who God created us to be. What do you guys mean by yeah. that? That you what? are who God created you to be. 
I, the first thing that comes to my mind as... Um, this is Kelly, by the way. Uh, even as a pastor's wife or whoever I am, role I'm in at the time, whether I'm a teacher or a mom and grandma, um, is to serve the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I live my life for an audience of one. Mm-hmm. So wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, my goal is to please Jesus mm-hmm. and to follow his teachings and um, to bring him to other people. So ever, ever wherever I am, that's what I you know, have before me. Yeah. So being a pastor's wife, it's always been in my mind that I'm serving Jesus mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going after. So people may have different opinions about what I should do or shouldn't do, but I follow God and, and his leading. Now, when you guys got married, mm-hmm. you weren't a pastor yet because you guys got married and you went immediately to the mission. Yeah, we were on the mission mm-hmm. field the mission for field. several years. Mm-hmm. So a couple how, long, of years. how long had you guys been married before you became a pastor? Wow. Before you were a senior um, pastor? Yeah, senior pastor. Probably almost almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. did not marry Trey knowing that eventually you would be a pastor's wife. Or did you always have that in the back of your mind? Uh, it uh, Sort of, kind of, because being missionaries, our first goal was to be to be missionary. Pastoral. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. to be in, in uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. So, but I never really thought of the role being any different than being who God called me to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never felt a huge burden on my back yeah. being a pastor's wife because I just served alongside everybody else doing what everybody else did. Yeah. Um, they may have thought something different. I mean, that maybe many times I didn't know, Yeah. but I didn't feel like I, that the burden was heavy. I just went on and did what I knew I should do. Yeah. 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 And when we got married, you married me knowing that you were marrying a pastor. Right. All eyes were on us. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, we had not been dating too long that you came to church. And that was a big deal. Yeah. Like, we didn't enter into me showing up at the church lightly either because... I was a pastor. Right. But you were already there in... There were expectations. You, but you were in ministry. She had been on the mission field. Yeah, she was in mission, mission field so she as well. Knew, she, knew, she knew the gig. She knew what she was getting into. Yeah. And I knew that that was important to um, not take that lightly. Yeah, yeah. So, you probably felt like from the beginning that eyes were on you when you walked through the back door of the oh, church. Yes. They wanted to know who was our pastor dating. Well, and because they were trying to set him up with everybody and anybody, right? <laughs> and so, you know, when... Literally everybody and anybody. <laughs> and I was having that same experience. Yes. So, God, God had it. Oh, they didn't good. realize did. that. So, oh, my here we sit. Yeah. So, yeah. we had to be pretty committed before I even walked into mm. the church. Yeah. I, mean, you're pa- I mean, that's, it's kind of odd. Most yeah. pastors aren't single, right? And there's some right. are, but you know, the, the, a church watching their pastor go through mm-hmm. the process of dating. It was weird. And then you can't just sit in the back row. Right. I mean, it was you know, pretty, pretty obvious. Right. And the, that particular sanctuary was more wide than it was deep. So mm-hmm. there was really no place to hide. So <laughs> and it wasn't um, a huge church. I mean, we no. had heard 30 people And they were beautiful and people and very we lovely. Still, yeah, we and love we love them and are very sweet to us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, they but, rejoiced in it, literally. Yeah. Like, oh, I they bet. probably would have gotten one of these shakers and jumped up and down if had they had the chance. <laughs> they were glad their pastor they were got so, They were yeah, wonderful. They were good. Um, but, but, you know, thinking about the role of pastor's wife, they're, they're, sometimes are, you know, these expectations of who you should be, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. just kind of thinking about, you know, it's, it's primarily who God wants me to be, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, yeah. You got anything on that, Stacey? 
I think maybe early on, I felt a little more of the, you need to fit in this box because you are the pastor's wife. Kind yeah, because remember feel. when we got married, you were working with an organization called Volunteers of America and you had some teammates there. Right. Who, when they found out you were marrying a pastor, they said, you're going to be the first, the first lady, lady of the church. Oh boy. And, wow. That's a, and wow. So pr- Pretty quickly, I... I was the president, and you were the first lady. <laughs> right, right, dear. That's right. Um, but I kind of balked against that. Like, no, I'm real. I just want to be one of you. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I try not to introduce myself or be introduced as Tommy's wife. Mm-hmm. Because she's ashamed of me. No, not at all. I'm very proud of what God is doing through you, and I love to see him using you. But... It's almost a visual, visible response that people Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. when they, oh, you're the pastor's wife. I don't want that to be a barrier between me and getting to know somebody in a real way that could potentially hinder ministry to them Mm -hmm. and, and being able to hear their hearts, right? Because sometimes people just close up like, oh, I have to be a certain way around Mm -hmm. you. I can't talk freely or I can't be who I am. So I kind of see that as a barrier sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, not in, and not in something that can't be overcome. It's just not how you lead the conversation. You don't lead right. the conversation. Hey, I'd I'm rather Stacey, somebody to, to just mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this is Stacy," you know. And then later on, they're like, "Oh, okay, whatever." But um, when they see you with Tommy and he has his arm around you, they kind of figure yes, out. then they make the connection. <laughs> she, she, has, she has been pretty intentional. We hope. Just, yeah, she's been pretty intentional, and in just when she introduces herself apart from me, mm-hmm. that she doesn't lead with, "I'm the pastor's right. wife," right? right? I mean, just kind of, I am who I am. I'm right. God, who God created me to be. Because Amen. Then, you know, you hear that the pastor's wife. Well, that. There are some implications and sure. expectations on it. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, you guys are who God created you to be. And yeah, we want you to thrive in the, the way that God has created mm-hmm. you to be. And, and, yeah, that's important. And well, I don't play yeah. the piano. <laughs> I did I get that, that early earlier, on. And, well, I don't have to because I have such because an excellently talented Yeah, we pianist. have another person right. that plays the piano. Right. We have two pianists here and oh, two non-pianists there here. So. There you go. There you go. Oh, All you right. took one for the team. Let's move on. All right, number two. And this is a big one. This is a big one. We have a real marriage. What do you mean by that? Yes, yes. Stacy, what would you mean oh, by that? You want to single her out? Yeah, <laughs> really, seriously. Um, I mean, we have challenges, ups and downs, joys, and days just like everybody else. We get mm-hmm. up, we have to get the kids ready, we have mm-hmm. to live life, we have to figure out what we're having for dinner. I mean, these aren't things that just poof into existence just like anybody else. And so when we have a challenge, hopefully we are responding like we need to in a Christ-like manner, but there are times when we're going to struggle and be happy just like anybody else. I mean, Mm -hmm. so we, I don't want people to expect that we have it all together all the time because we don't. Yeah. And that's just life. And Kelly, you know, this idea of a real marriage is it's not a perfect marriage just because you're a pastor's wife or a pastor. So how does that work into the marriage part of it? We know I mean, you and I knew when we married each other that this was God's will. And I felt sorry for you, probably about the first six months of our marriage, because we were in Africa. She was having a hard time. I was one homesick little baby. That's a big move. Uh, oh, it that was. And you had never I, really been out of the country, had She you? was 20 I, years old, too. That was so. actually oh. my first time to get on an airplane. <laughs> and I Moving flew Africa, all the way to go. Africa. Right. That's wild. So... He had to put up with me being a crying little baby mm-hmm. for six months mm-hmm. where we're 5,000 miles away from home. You can't talk to anybody on the phone because you just can't afford it. Letters take weeks and there was no connection. And so my apron strings were snipped mm-hmm. and he had to put up with me. 
so we knew going through that struggle at the beginning of our marriage that we were meant mm. to stay together yeah. through thick and thin. And he knew who I was right at that point. He knew that at, I was kind of weak at that point. But I would say through all these years, we've been married 39 years, mm. that we have grown stronger and stronger and closer and closer. And the one thing as you grow older together is you appreciate each other so much. Yeah. Even though you may not look like you looked when you got married, you may not have the same strength that you had when you got married, but your heart is stronger for one another. Your relationship yeah. is strong. Yeah. And when you come you know, against things like you know, things that happen with your kids, mm. you stay together and you work it out because God has a plan. And if you walk his plan, he's going to work you through every hard circumstance that comes your way. Not necessarily easy, but it's something that that we work out. So other people think, you know, they have tough times, and they do. Mm -hmm. We have tough times, Mm. and we have to work it out. It doesn't just fix itself. It is coming before God, and just sometimes you're just on your face saying, God, you got to work this through and show me how you want to work it through. So Mm -hmm. I would say that's our... Well, interesting enough, I mean, tied into our marriages is our children. And the third truth we're going to talk about is, and this is a big one, our children aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And we found yeah. out, you know, I think we wanted to raise perfect children. Yeah. Well, yeah. You always have this, this, this <laughs> ideal yourself. Yeah. So and you got an idea. Early on. Right, right, right. So marriage is a struggle. Not our marriage is a struggle. I'm saying there are struggles <laughs> in marriage. <laughs> Be careful. I know, right? I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but yeah, I mean, just the idea that no one has a perfect marriage. Yeah. Right. Pastors don't have a perfect marriage. Mm. Uh, because we follow Jesus, and hopefully you listening follow Jesus as well, there's a foundation mm-hmm. that we come back to mm-hmm. when we base our marriage on, mm-hmm. but that doesn't exempt us from the struggles of life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, um, we talked about this a few episodes ago. There's sometimes a tendency to take spiritual leaders and place them on a pedestal. Mm. Right. And we certainly want to be an example. Of course. But we're just like everybody else. We're fallen and our mm-hmm. marriages have times where there's struggles and just real. It's real. It's mm-hmm. like, like your marriage. It's real. And we're it's working real. through and trying to figure it out as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to mm-hmm. speak anything to add that to Stacy? It's real. I concur. Very good. Answer. No, it is real. It is real. And um, trying to live as Christ would have us to live before the church as a married couple mm-hmm. and being that example, but walking through the hard stuff too, mm-hmm. as that example, um, yeah, sometimes I'm kind of afraid, what's the Lord going to make us go through to be an example? <laughs> um, but yeah, we are real and we have good days. We have bad days. We yeah. have great days. We have everything in between. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we chose to enter our marriage knowing what lie ahead. And you guys did too. Whatever mm-hmm. ministry looked like, whether it was lead mm-hmm. pastor or what the case may be. But then you talk about parenting, our children didn't choose right. to yeah. walk into <laughs> a ministry-minded family. Mm-hmm. Exactly. God in his sovereignty mm-hmm. ordained it. Mm-hmm. God chose it. Uh, but our kids didn't choose mm-hmm. that. Right? And so so you think about our kids and um, and, and it's true. I mean, the, I mean, people know my kids as the pastor's kids. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, your kids aren't at our will. church because your kids are off doing ministry in other places. But, you know, there, there is some uniqueness Certainly uh, to is. being a pastor's child and just helping people understand our kids are like your kids, too. They are 
far from perfect. <laughs> they were, uh, and let me say this though, that certainly there are expectations of our kids, yeah. but they they did have privileges that other, you know, and, and, right. oh, they yeah, got to yeah, do yeah, things other people didn't get absolutely. to do and things like uh, and that. I tell so. my boys that all the time because, you know, here in our church, there's, there's lots of people who love on our boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I say, Hey, uh, you, 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 you get some special treatment. I mean, because of, you know, kind of the, the role you find yourself mm-hmm. in. You, you have people that want to love on the pastor's kids mm-hmm. and that's a blessing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't ever want to lose sight of, of that gift they have. But at the same time, you know, I want them, uh, the station, I both want our boys to have a normal upbringing as well, right? Mm-hmm. Where they don't feel the pressure to have yeah. to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I feel that for ours because... I don't think our kids feel the pressure to be perfect at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> Their behavior would <laughs> certainly indicate that they don't feel that pressure. But, oh, um, you know, because of that all eyes on us kind of feeling... Um, you know, you want your children to behave in a certain way. We all want them to do the right thing. But we remember that we don't always do the right thing. And so having high expectations on them that they are never going to be able to reach is is difficult and yeah. is a challenge. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not close enough to the mic. Um, so I love how this church has loved on our children mm-hmm. and have blessed them and have seeked, sought sought out opportunities mm-hmm. to show them that they care for them. Um, and those are the things I want the children to remember. But sometimes you hear the little, like, oh, they're the pastor's kid. There's an expectation <laughs> for them to maybe misbehave. And so um, just an encouragement to whoever's listening to remember that they're just like your kids, but they have a different label. And so um, I yeah. would say looking back, because our children are older, mm-hmm. so um you know, 35, 33, 20, almost 29 and 25, sometimes you don't know the pressure mm-hmm. that they felt mm-hmm. until yeah. they're older and they tell you. Have they, so yeah. they've expressed. Oh, yeah. They have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as, you know, their mom at that point in their life when they were experiencing that pressure, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I, because my expectation and Trey's expectation for our children um, would be to love, honor, and obey. Um because that's the expectation for every child. Mm-hmm. Right. So we didn't, I mean, I didn't personally think you're the pastor's kid, so you better get it right. You know, mm-hmm. that just didn't, that wasn't in my mind. Um, and maybe I was just a little blind a little bit to what other people were saying, and I just didn't know it because mm-hmm. I'm just like focused on, you know, doing what God's called me to do. Um, but they did feel it. Yeah. And they felt a little bit of pressure to try, try to be perfect. I would say where our children are now, and I'm very proud of our children and what what God has accomplished in their life. Mm-hmm. There have been ups, there have been downs. Yes, they are. The but they have they themselves um, have had struggles in their life. But what I say is that the way that you train up your children in the Lord, when the struggle comes, they're gonna you know the Lord is going to direct them and help them get back on that path. So if they go off the path, the Lord's going to help bring them back on that path. We're praying for them to come back. And as parents, you've got to be ready to do what it takes to bring your children back on the path to help them. So I don't think there was anything truly negative that was or too negative for our children mm-hmm. being pastor's kids that affected them in the way that they would not want to be at church or they would not want to be mm-hmm. in ministry mm-hmm. because all yeah. of them actively are in ministry. So I think the parent attitude, and I think you and, you and Tommy have a good parent attitude about your children and so. what so. they do. I mean, I, yeah. I really do. That they're going to still, they're going to love the church. They're going to love the Lord Jesus first. They're going to love the church 
because they are in the midst of the church. Yeah. And I and think it's going to be a good experience. That's what, that's what I want for my kids. That's what I want for every kid, to right? That, that, yeah. that, that they love the church. That, mm-hmm. you know, when they go home on Sunday afternoon, they don't hear all the complaining about the church, right? right. They hear about what God's doing in the church. Amen they that. experience right. while they're at church. They experience the joy of the Lord and all those kinds of things. And so I, mean, I want that for my kids. Mm-hmm. I want that for for your Effort. kids. Mm-hmm. I, I want kids to not walk away from the church. I want their their years in the body of Christ be years that where they experience the transformation of the gospel. And so mm-hmm. we as parents, whether we're pastors or whatever the case may be, we just we have a responsibility to help our kids understand. I mean, there's much joy and love and you know and, and satisfaction being part of the church. And I, you know I. I wanted my children to experience the supernatural power of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, when huge things happened at the church, people were getting saved and baptized and uh, we had huge revivals or whatever was going on. I wanted them to see that yeah. so much so that now my children will say, dad, did this really happen? Yeah. And they'll, you know, they, they're like, you know, it's just amazing to think because I wanted, work. yeah, because God was at work. And so our kids get to be the recipients of some of that as well. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a big That's deal. Right. Uh, number four, truth. Can we move on? Yeah, Ready? absolutely. All right. So is this, you, you're the host. Sundays are really important to us. Mm-hmm. Sundays are really important. So what, is, what, what, what do we, what do we mean by that? You know, my so big day. Well, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Go but it's, it's a unique day because yes. most families get up and come to church together, mm-hmm. where you guys don't. Yeah, you, exactly. you watch your husbands walk out the door at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> for a full day at church, yeah. and then you're left at home to get your kids ready and get them there. And you you do Sundays solo for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I have a mm-hmm. I have a great appreciation for our single moms. Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. what I feel like on a mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I also feel like not to give credit where it doesn't really need to be, but I, the, the spiritual warfare on a Sunday morning can be thick and real, <laughs> especially in my house. Um, just trying to keep our focus away mm-hmm. from what God wants to accomplish in the heart and, hearts and lives of his people at church. Mm-hmm. That ride to church is a processing time. Getting in the car, getting people on the right path yeah. to be here um, is it's a week by week mm-hmm. struggle, mm-hmm. and I, I really do appreciate. I see these sweet moms coming in, and some of them with four and five kids, wow, and yeah. and some of them doing it on their own. And I think I see you. I'm so glad you're here. I don't care if you're 30 minutes late. Yeah. You are here, you are right? Here. And so, and I feel like a single mom on Sunday mornings. Sorry, babe. That's but, all um, good. I understand. But it is different. There's a different. Well, there's that that mindset. We start, and as you already said, you start on Saturday night too, right? Getting right. getting your your mind ready for Sunday. I remember my children were little, especially, and back then, little girls wore these cotton dresses that you had to iron and iron and iron. So it starts at Saturday night. I would start ironing everybody's clothes on Saturday night, which got my mind set. Their clothes were hanging and ready. Depending on the age of my children, what I had to do, like sometimes I had to go play for an 8 o'clock, was it 8.15 service? 8.15, yeah. 8.15 worship service, go play the piano, come back to that because I was straight across from the church. Anyway, so there were a lot of things that that I had to keep in mind, but I wanted to have a really good attitude about it, Mm -hmm. that my children would have a good attitude. So we'd sing a little song, it's time to go to church, it's time to go to church. You know, (laughs) we're going to church this morning. I'm going to try that next Sunday. That's a wonderful song. (laughs) Great, great, um, you know, melody. But it was just a way to, everybody's, you know, going. And everybody kind of knew their place. They Mm. knew, you know, when we're leaving and depending on which church we were at, what responsibilities were to what time you had to go to church Mm -hmm. and um, go, come back, go, come back. And sometimes everybody get in the car and go and stay. When church was over, what are your responsibilities after church and how many people were coming to dinner that day? 
when, mm. when you got home. And so sometimes um, as the children were older, we'd have 15 people around our table after church ministering to those people. Mm-hmm. And it made a huge difference because our children were involved in ministry mm. because it was their friends who were coming. Right. We loved it. It was a tough day. It took a lot of energy. And on Mondays, you're just like, and as y'all know, you're just like, wow. Get to go do was, it again in six days. Yeah. <laughs> so, All over again. Especially when, right. we're, when we're church planters. Yeah. That was yeah. huge. So Sunday was a, a great day to plan on. And even to this day, it's a, it looks a little different for us now mm-hmm. since our children are gone. I love Sundays. Mm. And I, I look forward to them. And Trey and I look at them a little Differently, he still goes before I do, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's how it runs. And, it and Sunday always comes. I think that's a perspective that is very hard for people to understand when we have to kind of protect a Saturday night. And we joke about it. We got to get the pastor home. He's got to yeah. go to bed. It's yeah. bedtime. He's turning into a pumpkin. But we mean it, <laughs> but, by the way. We do mean it. Yeah, it's so he is turning true. into a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and people kind of sometimes are like, oh, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. people get it. But I think what might be more difficult for them to understand is that there's never a break from a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Even, if, even if he does get away for a Sunday, he's working on the next, next Sunday. Sunday. It's catch up mm-hmm. because you can't just, right. you know, we, ding the clock and you're off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a research paper every week mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny to hear people not get that. Like, <laughs> oh. Until he you're studies? there, you don't understand it. Yeah, he's studying. Well, as yeah. um, our oldest son, Ivy, says, there are certain days that he, he's sermonating. Sermonating. Uh, sermonating. Yeah, so when he's sermonating, way. he doesn't take phone calls. And so mm. if we can't get him, I say, oh, Ivy must be sermonating today. Yeah, yeah. So, but Yeah, but Saturday nights are pretty sacred for me. And so we have to adjust the whole family schedule around Saturday mm. nights and Sundays. Because mm-hmm. for me, Saturday night, like 7 o'clock, I want to be in my sermon notes, kind of just going back mm. through it mm. and praying and getting ready. And then I do want to get better. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's just the routine, you know? And so it's, it's, it's all because Sunday's really important to us. It is our lifestyle. You know? It is. It I is love it. Wouldn't change it for anything, mm-hmm. but, it, but it is different. Mm-hmm. It is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The fifth truth, and this is a good way to finish her up, is we don't know everything about our husband's ministry. <laughs> what, what, what in the world does that mean? Yeah. Is that good or well, bad or? Depends on I think it can be both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's true. I think, I mean, I definitely want people to feel a confidence when they're sharing important things with him that I don't know at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people assume that they share these deep things with Tommy that I'm already going to know. So that may hinder them wanting to actually work through something that the Lord is trying to work through in their hearts and lives with them. Mm-hmm. But then there are times when people just assume that all the details they've dumped on him have trickled down to me. Mm-hmm. And so I know where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to bring and all those things when I don't. And so, um, and we have discovered that I am the detailed person in our marriage and mm-hmm. He is not, and I he will tell you that. Details. And I want them all, <laughs> right? I want to know what I need mm-hmm. to know so I can prepare for what mm-hmm. I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't want that to be something that, that um, people just assume that he's going to share their life story or whatever he, they've told him with me because there are things that I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, but you think about, you know, here we are at Northwood. We're, we're a larger church. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible for you guys to know everything that's going on. Oh, right. True. You know, I mean, even in the facilities. Right. And even and for me, I, I get questions a lot. You know, hey, what's going on here? I, I don't know. Go ask somebody else. Right? We got, <laughs> ask Trey. Ask Trey. Ask, ask Randy. Trey. Ask Logan. Because we all have different, different yeah, areas do. of ministry and we divide up the work. And so, 
you know, and if I, if I don't know as the pastor, every little detail that's going life, the church, and mm-hmm. certainly my wife doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think sometimes there's a s- assumption that because you're a pastor's wife, you're, you're privy to all this information. Mm-hmm. Now, some information I don't tell Stacy because I do lack in details. Mm-hmm. I just don't know because I just don't, of course. I don't take the time to know all the details. So that's on, on me in part, but there's a lot of information that I strategically don't give Stacy just because she doesn't need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. worry her with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, you know, so there's a lot going on. So don't expect your pastor's wives to know everything about the church or everything about their husband's ministry because they probably don't. But don't hear that he is hiding things from me. No, absolutely no. not. There, that's not the strategy. The strategy is more than anything, I think, protection. protection to protect mm-hmm. you, to protect the people I'm ministering to. Right. Mm-hmm. right. right. Yeah. And, and not only that, you actually, before the show, we were talking about the theological part of it as oh, well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just because he's preached on Genesis doesn't mean that you know everything about Genesis. Exactly. Okay. So you you don't mind fielding the questions and then going no. to pastor no, and asking him. But, but I will say there is a perk. To yes. married there to the is. one who's preaching, teaching. <laughs> That's uh-huh. right. Is that you can sit down and you can have a good Definitely. theological discussion mm-hmm. about issues that come up. Because when Trey does the audio study guide mm. for Life Connection Group, um, and I have the questions that come from Tommy, I put that together and Trey and I will be talking. And I'll say, well, you know, this question right here. What can you tell me about that? Most times he says, well, go listen to the, you know, the podcast. And I'm like, well, I, I will, but I just want a little heads up here. And so, but he will, he will help yeah, me. Yeah. So I like being able to have that, that connection there. Mm-hmm. There's, a little, there's a little bit of a fun kind of getting in the inside scoop a little bit. Right. But on the other side, like Trey will know so many people, so many names, so many stories. Mm-hmm. And I won't know them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll feel bad because I don't know them yeah. but they expect you to know what he knows yes and i'm like i'm so <laughs> wow. sorry so i, I, I try to i try uh-huh. to figure out when i'm talking yeah. to someone maybe who they are or what's going on with them so that you know i can make a connection with them right. but he's much better with the names i can say a name like i said a name today he's like oh yeah i know that i'm like good <laughs> tell <And> me something <laughs> i'll have to ask him because people will interact in, with us in such a way that that we're supposed to know that they had surgery mm. last week on this and then two weeks ago on that and and all the while um they've just told him and they mm. haven't shared that with us but they assume that we know and then then you miss the opportunity then i feel like yeah. i'm standing there looking at them like okay now i'm trying to process through what you may have had and how i've missed out and 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 still keep the conversation going mm-hmm. and um, not make them feel like they're not important. Because right. they are important. You, do important. Care. you want to care about right. them and care you about them well. You do want to care. But again, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's a lot of information. It, it is, is a lot of information. information. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not good at giving information a lot of times to my wife. Amen. I stink. Amen. Amen. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. So that's, that's why you we never ask told me. Questions. I hear those words. Yeah. You never told me that. Why do you tell me? I say that a lot. Every day. Well, <laughs> ladies, this has been great. Thank you for coming and being a part of our 100th uh, episode. 100. What uh, is again? 100 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. 100. We'll this is the 100. Yeah. Thank you for the honor of allowing us to come for the. Yeah. And Stacy brought so Stacy brought. Oh, yeah, we did have these too. grand candy bars. Yeah, we need to eat these too somehow. What, what do they taste like? I forget. Chocolate. Oh, I covered and that part up. Star. Mm, caramel. Caramel. There you go. Put that with the caramel caramel combination. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Perfect. Yes, it well. smells wonderful. I've been smelling it the whole time. If we had smell of vision, you would know how wonderful this cake is. Smell of vision. Smell of vision. Oh, I like. <laughs> anyway, you thank, don't want smell of vision. Thank you, ladies, for coming <laughs> and being a part. And I want to thank you, Pastor, for uh, putting, putting this together week after week. <laughs> yep, it, it has been, been a blessing good, been to be a part. It is a blessing. Thank I you love. Guys. I love the podcast. Amen.
And this is our big cheerleader. cheerleader. Pastor, why don't you close us out now as we get ready for next week? We do hope this has been encouraging to you. And if you've listened to all 100 episodes, thank you for listening and continue to listen. Find us on your favorite podcast provider. Hey, if you don't mind, if you're on your podcast listening right now, Click that subscribe button. That way you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. And we hope, as always, that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.